aboard the Truth Express with your conductor, Erskine, who gives you the latest on national news, politics, policies, business, and government issues. We're talking, very happy to be talking with John Lott. Dr. John Lott is president of the Crime Prevention Research Center, crimeresearch.org. Wonderful website. He's a senior advisor for research and statistics. He was a senior advisor for research and statistics at the Department of Justice Office of Legal Policy. He worked on vote fraud issues. His books include The War on Guns, More Guns, Less Crime, and now Gun Control Myths, How Politicians, the Media, and Botched Studies have twisted the facts on gun control. Wow, haven't they ever. And we've got more. You just wrote an article, uh, Dr. Lott, on Biden's newest false claims about guns. There have been 300 more total murders, 4,000 more rapes each year in states with safe storage laws. Burglaries are also higher. Hot burglaries, the rate of 13%. uh, Consistent surveys. I mean, this is all up. And part of it, I feel like, is because we're not giving people who have uh, guns, we're not giving them, who use them in crimes, we're not giving them any time in jail. And they're taking guns away from responsible citizens. This is one of the big problems, isn't it, sir? Right. Well, I mean, uh, but why we've had the increase in crime over the last few years is not uh, a mystery. Uh, it's pretty easy to go and understand if you have uh you know, taking money away from police, if you have district attorneys who are refusing to go and prosecute violent criminals. Right. If you have liberal judges uh, releasing 50% or even two-thirds in some urban areas, the number of inmates from jails. Uh, if you have the bail reform that they've had, um, you know, it's you're not making it risky for criminals to commit crime. It's not too surprising that you have... Uh, you have the increases that we have. Absolutely. One of the things that uh, we did when I was a kid, and I know that sounds weird. sounds like, oh, Grandpa, what did you do when you were a kid? Well, we had at the Boy Scout camp I went to. I was 12 years old. We had a rifle range. We learned how to safely use weapons. We also learned how to swim, how to be respectful. You've got to be respectful of water. You've got to be respectful of weapons. You have to teach people how to use them properly. This is what we did in America, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's uh, things have changed a lot for sure over time. We, and, uh, we've got yeah. a lot of our leaders who are coming up with some ideas that I think, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, are absolutely, totally ridiculous. Chicago group wants gangbangers to refrain from firing guns between 9 a.m. and, 10 p- and 9 p.m. Northside Community Group calling for people, refrain from shooting guns, please, in Chicago between 9 a.m. and uh, 9 p.m. to reduce the risk to people not involved in high-risk activities. The The People's Ordinance was promoted in an email newsletter by Alderman Maria Haddon. Now, this is this is ridiculous. People don't... Don't, are they allowed to work between 9 and 9? That's when they're allowed to go out and shoot people? That's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Uh, look, uh, <laughs> you know, 
there's an easy explanation for why they have the violent crime and the drug gangs in, in Chicago. Uh, under Rahm Emanuel, he basically closed a lot of the uh, the gang units that were there. Right. Uh, they make it so that police officers have to go and fill out uh, a two-page legal pa- uh, pages of forms. Every time they go and talk to somebody, it takes them between 45 minutes and an hour and 15 minutes to do the forms on average. Um you know, you talk to four people in the morning and your whole afternoon is taken up, uh, you know, filling out paperwork there. You're taking people off the streets. It's the same thing as effectively reducing the number of police officers that are there. Plus, you make it so police don't want to go and talk to people because they just want to try to avoid the paperwork that they have. Now, you, you have written a new book called Gun Control Myths, How Politicians and Media and Botched Studies have twisted the facts on gun control. Now, what are some of the key things that they've twisted on? And this this uh, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., that's one of the ridiculous things. But uh, they've got so many of them that they've had. The newest false claims about guns, an article you wrote, and that's about uh, President Biden, some of the things that he's coming out with. The idea of doing away with assault weapons didn't do didn't save lives, did it? No, it had, it had no beneficial impact on any type of crime rate. Uh, you know, it's not too surprising. They're trying to ban guns based on the style of the gun rather than how it functions. Right. Uh, you know, they you know they go after, and Biden himself has talked about AR-15s a lot. Well, essentially, it fires the same bullets with the same rapidity, doing the same damage as any small caliber semi-automatic hunting rifle. A lot, of these, uh, a lot of these people who are passing these laws know nothing about guns. This is what it is because they have no knowledge, ability about guns. They've never never been out hunting. They've never used a gun. They don't know what they're talking about, and yet they're passing the laws like the assault weapons, safe storage laws. Now, how much sense does that make to have your gun locked up? Somebody comes in the house and says, wait a minute, I've got to go unlock my gun. That doesn't work, does it? No, it, it, I mean, I think most people can see that that's not going to work to begin with. Right. But, uh, you know, it just, and we uh, have to be control of ourselves. I forgot who wrote the book, Dial 911 and Die. But if you dial 911, the police do not are not obligated to come over and help you. Uh, they can if they are able to and that sort of thing. But with the defunding of police... We don't have time to wait for a cop to come by. It's like CPR. You don't have time to wait for a a paramedic to come by. You've got to act right now. And this makes a big difference. Some things happen and you can't go around with a cop on your shoulder. And the fact is, things happen when you least expect it, don't they? Even though there have been a lot of break-ins at nighttime, people spend a lot of time looking around to see if there's nobody home, don't they? Sure. Look, uh, you know, just on your last point there. Yes, sir. Uh, criminals uh, in the United States uh, try to make sure nobody's home right. before they break in because that's one way to protect themselves from getting shot. You compare it, the United States to other countries. Uh, 
UK, for example, has twice the uh, burglar rate that the United States has. And 60% of the time when people break into the home, the residents are in the house when it occurs compared to 13% in the United States. And there are surveys of burglars, British burglars spend about half as long casing a home before they break in compared to their American counterparts. And it's basically because they don't need to check because they're not concerned if people are there because they're not worried that the people are going to be able to go and stop them uh, because the people aren't armed in the UK compared to uh, their U.S. counterparts. Now, part of this and part of some of the laws and some of the things that are happening kind of go back to your book, Dumbing Down the Courts. Politics kept the smartest judges off the bench. And uh, how has that happened and how has it affected things? Well, uh, let me give you an example. I think uh, it's a radio talk show host or a lawyer uh, has a relatively low probability of being placed on a jury. And there's a simple reason for that. And that is somebody who is persuasive, somebody whose kind of job it is to go and uh, kind of explain things to people or a lawyer who they worry that other members of the jury are going to give additional weight to their thoughts on it. Uh, if one lawyers on one side or the other think that the person is uh, is against them, they're going to strike that person because they're more than one vote. And the same thing is true when you're talking about uh, circuit court judges or you're talking about Supreme Court justices, that they're worried that somebody who's very smart might be able to go and pull other people on the panel with them. And so by... Uh, you know, and uh, and and they'll write opinions that may not only affect other people who are on the panels with them, but uh, write opinions that uh, are going to be influential for other judges around the country. That's why and they're so, scared of Clarence Thomas, isn't it? Uh, no, that's exactly right. Thomas is a very smart guy, uh, and and that makes him dangerous to them. So Scalia, Scalia was the same way. Another one they were afraid of. These were people who were constitutionalists, and from what I gather, law is based on constitution and precedents. That's what it's based on. But if we're going to the Constitution, they can't exclude the Second Amendment, can they? They cannot exclude one amendment over another. But you're hearing people well, say, well, the Constitution, those are back then, and they didn't have guns back then. Yes, they did. Not only guns, they had cannons, and they had to borrow cannons from individuals in the uh, population to fight the Revolutionary War. So much of this has been so distorted, hasn't it, Dr. Lott? Yeah, no, I mean, they had cannons. There's no doubt about that. People still have cannons sure. to this day. But, uh, um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not just the Second Amendment. You have a lot of liberal judges who want to undo the First Amendment in terms of things like free speech or religious protections. Oh, yeah, uh, we're they, seeing uh, that every day. It was so interesting. Robert Kennedy... Uh, had a thing where he was going to talk about censorship, and they wanted to censor him in the Congress. That was so ridiculous. You saw right. that? Yeah, no, I did. It was uh, it was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so, um, 
Go ahead. So what are what are we going to do? How are we going to get back to a system where we can have sensibility with weaponry? That's what you're trying to do. Your organization is basically uh, crime research. You're showing with the facts. You're showing the papers. You're showing what uh, actually happens. This is something they don't like to see because you're actually showing it to them in black and white, aren't you? Right. Well, uh, you know, it's kind of an uphill battle. I mean, right now, uh, the Biden administration literally uh, has put thousands of gun dealers out of business over the last couple of years. Right. This so-called zero tolerance policy with regard to any type of paperwork mistakes. Uh, there's a case of uh, a licensed gun dealer in, in, in northern Texas where uh, he had made tiny paperwork mistakes 15 and 16 years ago and uh, the Obama administration which is hardly friendly towards gun owners um, looked at it said you know you made a couple of trivial mistakes here and closed the book on it well huh. the Biden administration uh, went back hasn't found any mistakes in the re intervening 15 years but said look we're going to reopen those two cases and they're using them to take away the uh, the license for that uh, that gun seller. Let's talk when we get back a little bit about what's happening to the people who are selling guns. It's really sad what's happening to these people. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Gold Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Dr. Lott, if somebody wants to help your organization uh, or go up to it, all you have to do is go up to crimeresearch.org. Isn't that it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, people can find information on everything that you and I have been talking about, plus a lot more that's there. Uh, we try to put out research all the time. They can sign up for our email blast that we put out once every two weeks, and people can see uh, you know, detailed discussions that we have about kind of current topics and keep informed on, on what we're doing. And you don't talk about things that are maybe or one thing or another. Your goal is to provide objective and accurate scientific evaluation of the costs and benefits of gun ownership and uh, policing activities. What they're doing with the police, without the police, 
we've got a major problem. We have anarchy, and we're seeing this. And the people who are most affected are the people in poor neighborhoods, but it's coming across to all neighborhoods. When they're letting people out like they're doing in California for uh, for rampaging and going into stores, they're not stealing bread. They're going into Abercrombie and Fitch. They're going into Nordstrom's. They're taking good stuff. This is not the way to run a country. And as long as we have judges letting people out, these Soros prosecutors has been the major impact on crime, hasn't it? Oh, it's 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 had a big impact. I mean, there are lots of things that are going on here at the same time. It's not rocket science. It's cutting police budgets, uh, right. number of slots, putting restrictions on police. I mean, in 2020, Chicago cut uh, 400 police officers in that year alone. Uh, New York City cut its police budget by $1 billion a year. Uh, you mentioned the district attorneys. That's had a big impact. You have had liberal judges that have released, uh, in some urban areas, half or even two-thirds of the inmates from local jails. They've done away and with have, bail, too. That's another thing. A lot of jurisdictions have done away right. with bail, so they get out, they commit another crime, right? And this happens more often than not. Right. Well, I mean, let's talk about that a little bit, because you're exactly right, but it's even worse than what you're saying. So uh, you had a situation... Uh, either no bail or very little bail. You had a situation a little while ago in Detroit, for example, where a man had murdered three people. Uh, he was released on $1,000 that he had to put up for bail, uh, and he murdered somebody else then. Well, you know, he's already facing maybe three life sentences. Right. What's uh, a fourth one? Yeah, at that point, right. what's he got to lose? Right. Right. Well, the point is, there's like no real additional penalty that he faces for committing another crime. He gets any crimes that he committed when he was released then are essentially free crimes. Uh, you know, unless you think you're really going to take away his fourth life while he's in prison. In other words, we're giving them get out of jail free cards, aren't we? Commit well, a crime doing, free. Uh, remember, yeah. Beretta used to say. Don't do the crime if you can't do the time. Well, there's no time anymore on a lot of them. Yeah, it's exactly right. I mean, they they essentially, there's no additional penalty that they face for committing those crimes. And so why not go and commit more crimes? And I'm not hearing people talking about this on most of the mainstream media. People are talking about, well, we've got to coddle them. We've got to do this, that, and the other. You're one of the few people who's talking about this is what we really need to do. Have we lost our common sense, Dr. Lott? Unfortunately, I think we have uh, in many ways. And, uh, you know, uh, you're out there, and uh, I appreciate that to help educate people. But sure. uh, uh, we, need, we need even more voices out there. We really do. We need people standing up and people in the community. It's, I think it has to start out at the community level with absolute valid information. That's why what I, I believe what you're doing is so important to bring forth the information. And you've got it absolutely categorized and it is valid. And this is what uh, your crime research does. You give them the facts. And that's what I want to see, more people giving the facts, because that's what counts. Don't tell me what you think or believe or feel. Facts.
Hello, this is Russell from Lake City Coffee in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho with this week's Coffee Minute. So, why bother grinding your own coffee? As it turns out, coffee oils are where all of the bioflavonoids, antioxidants, caffeine, and flavor reside. Unfortunately, as soon as the beans are ground, those oils begin to evaporate, and no amount of space-age packaging can stop it. Bottom line, the fresher the grounds, the better the coffee. I'm a big fan of the Cuisinart Supreme Grind Burr Mill, and it's got a hopper big enough for a whole week of coffee, which makes it super convenient. Here's the good news. The difference in taste between pre-ground industrial coffee and fresh whole bean Lake City coffee is nothing short of amazing. So if you're a coffee lover like me, and check out lakecitycoffee.com. We were talking about, uh, Dr. Lott and I, about the facts and how this is what's important. Don't tell me what you believe. Don't tell me what you think. Uh, I want to know what's actually going on, and that's what you do, Dr. Lott. That's what crime research does. You talk about what's actually going on. So tell me what's actually going on and what difference can we make? Number one, I've noticed they're doing things like if you're selling guns, they don't want you to use um, credit cards. They won't go to the credit card companies. In other words, they're trying to stop that. And there are certain places where, yeah, they want to stop uh, buying man ammunition also. Now, here in Phoenix, they've got classes for women. They're booked up all the time. Certain days you can go for free and shoot for free, learn how to do it. And more and more women are becoming involved. Have you noticed this around the country, or is it just here? No, there there has been an increase in women having guns. Uh, you look at concealed carry permits. Uh, about a third of concealed carry permit holders now in the United States are women. Right. Uh, the growth rate has been for women has been about twice the growth rate for men over the last decade for concealed carry permits. I think that's uh, a good that's, thing. That's a good thing, don't you think? I think it's a great thing. I think that women benefit much more from having guns than men do. Uh, women are, are, are actually tend to benefit about three to four times more than men do in terms of the increase in their safety from right. having a concealed carry permit. And that's because women are relatively weaker physically. You're almost always talking about a male criminal doing the attack. And when a man is attacking a woman, there's a much larger strength difference that exists there than when a man is attacking another man. And the presence of a gun represents a much bigger relative change in a woman's ability to go and protect herself. Absolutely. It's a great equalizer, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's exactly the way to phrase it. So uh, let me ask you another question. This is totally off from this. People are saying it's the economy that's causing the rise of crime I think it's much more than that, but the economy does play a part in that. What the, What is going on? You are an economist also, so please tell me what's going on with the economy. Is there any way we can pull out of this with the amount of debt we have in this country? No, I, I don't think the economy has a huge impact on crime rates. Uh I think it's relatively small. I think maybe uh, the economy explains about 5% or so of the changes in, in crime rates over time. But, uh, you know, 
as far as the economy goes, and I'm an economist, uh, you know, obviously we have a big debt problem, uh, you know, with over $30 trillion uh, in debt, uh, each 1% increase in the interest rates that the federal government has to pay uh, means that you have about over $300 billion more in interest that you have to pay every year. That's that's a lot. You know, we've had uh, mortgage rates now are about 7.2%. Uh, you know, that's a huge increase from just a few years ago. Uh, you had interest rates that you could get a few years ago, there would be like 2 2.5% or so. Right. The cost, of, the cost of buying a car, car interest rates are huge. It's like 13 14%, something like that. Right. I'm just saying, even for mortgages on homes. And right. so, you, you know, you have a 4 or 5 percentage point increase there. That's that's over a trillion dollars uh, in just higher interest costs than you had before. Uh, you can see how you can easily get into uh, a spiraling situation where, uh, you know, you're having to uh, borrow money to pay interest. Uh, and that's not a situation that you want to try to be in. And so uh, the debt will continue to explode if only because of that. But Biden, you know, his his budget uh, is like six and a half trillion dollars. The last budget uh, that uh, Trump put, put forward uh, was like four and a half trillion dollars. So that's a huge increase in just the baseline budget that you have there in just a couple of years. One, and, of, the, uh, excuse me. Uh, one, one of the things that I think a lot of people are investing in metals, and I think it's a good idea because the dollar's in serious trouble. And the first metal I'd invest in is lead. And then I'd also, that, that's for your bullets and that type of thing. Because if you have something and uh, the conditions really go bad, you're going to have to have your own protection. The other thing, gold, silver, of course. But uh, lead has to be something that you should invest in uh, while you can. We've seen it happen in other countries where the first thing they do is take away the weapons, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, lots of totalitarian countries uh, don't trust their citizens with the ability to go and defend themselves. Uh, but, you know, it's not just totalitarian countries. I mean, Biden has called very frequently for banning all semi-automatic guns in the country. Uh, and, you know, the thing is, civilians benefit a lot from having semi-automatic guns just for their own protection. Right. Uh, you have a situation where a, a victim uh, may have to fire multiple shots, where they're facing multiple attackers, or they fire and miss, or they fire and wound but don't incapacitate the attacker. Uh, you know, you if you were to, let's say, ban all semi-automatic rifles, and, about, and by the way, about 85% of the guns in the United States are semi-automatics, but if you ban all semi-automatic rifles, what's the alternative? A manually loaded gun? Well, that takes time to be able to go and physically yourself put another bullet in the chamber after you fire your gun. And, uh, um, you know, it's uh, it, it, civilians benefit from that. And that's the reason why the vast majority of guns in the United States are semi-automatic guns. Absolutely gives you more more chances more opportunities to save your life i kind of like the ones that have the uh, 
tracer on it where you can pull the uh, right there at the uh, where you hold it on the grip and it shoots out a, a beam of uh, red or green light, puts it right on the right. person. I think that's probably one of the best that I've seen. Ruger makes a good one, but a lot of companies make them very, very nice, easy to use, and especially for women, it's great. Yeah, I agree. Now, what's with the thing? Are we going to have the new new controls and everything regarding the uh, background checks? Has that gone too far, Dr. Lott? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the big thing here to understand is that uh, Biden and the Democrats want to have a national gun registry. Uh, If they have a registry, they can collect the guns at some point, can't they? Right. I mean, they go and they claim that the reason why they want to have a national registry uh, is to go and solve crimes. But anybody who really knows anything about this knows that they're not used for solving crimes. You know, in theory, if a gun is left at a crime scene and it's registered to the person who committed the crime, then you can go and trace the gun back to the criminal and arrest him. Sure. The problem is, one, uh, crime guns are virtually never left at the crime scene. And the couple times that they are left at the crime scene is because the criminal's either been killed or seriously wounded, so you've caught them anyway. Or unless you're uh, Hunter and, Biden and throw it in a garbage can, that's enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, you know, if, uh, uh, and the once or twice beyond that, that they're left there, uh, they're not registered or they're not registered to the person who committed the crime. Hawaii has had registration licensing of guns since 1960. And yet they can't point to one single crime that they've been able to solve as a result of their registration program. Uh, some years ago, the Honolulu police chief estimated that it took 50,000 hours worth of police time each year to run their registration licensing program. That's 50,000 hours of police time that could have gone to policing activities that we know work. Police, as you mentioned earlier, are very important in stopping crime. Uh, and yet, if you take 50,000 hours of police time each year and, and take it away from things that we know help solve crime and deter criminals and put into something that's, that's just a complete waste, uh, you know, if, if they could point to a thousand crimes or a hundred crimes or a dozen crimes or three crimes that they'd been able to solve, at least there would be some trade off that was there. But, you know, the policy that they have basically works to increase crime. And you see the same phenomenon, whether it's registration license in Chicago or uh, Washington, D.C., New York and Maryland uh, had uh, had registration programs uh, and ballistic fingerprinting even for 15 years. Uh, uh, New York had spent something like forty five million dollars on their program. Uh, uh, Maryland had spent millions of dollars just on their computer system and yet neither place could find one single crime that they've been able to solve as a result of their programs and even those very strict gun control states eventually dropped their program because it was just a complete waste of money you know it's just you know 45 million dollars could have been going to other things that we know work uh to reducing uh crime in, in an article that you just wrote called on Biden's newest false claims about guns, I like this one. There is, 
isn't one, not one, mass public shooting this century that would have been prevented by federally mandated universal background checks, even if they were perfectly enforced. This is incredible, incredible. You've got the statistics to back that up, don't you? Yeah, sure. Well, look, uh, you know, the irony is that uh, after each of these mass public shootings, Democrats will go and call for these background checks on private transfers of guns. Right. I wish I wish the uh, media people would ask them, well, would it have stopped this last attack? Would it have stopped any attacks this this decade? Would it have well, stopped, stopped any attacks this century? Well, the, you, uh, you, you say this, you say... Uh, Democrats and President Biden claim that background checks stop 4 million dangerous or prohibited people from buying guns. But you say there's a massive error rate. Some 99% of denials are law-abiding people who are mistakenly stopped. 99%. This is a waste of our time, a waste of our money, and, and giving you a false sense of security, isn't it? That's well, more than just a waste of time, uh- you have these individuals there, law-abiding people, right? Overwhelmingly, disproportionately black and law-abiding black and Hispanic males, uh, which are being stopped simply because they have names uh, that are roughly uh, phonetically similar to people who are prohibited, or and they have birthdays uh, that are similar to people that are prohibited uh, from being able to go and buy guns. Those. People may live in high-crime urban areas. They may have needed a gun for protection and through absolutely no fault of their own simply because they have similar names and birthdays to people who are prohibited. They're being stopped. Now, they can go and hire a lawyer to help them go and fix the situation there. But you're talking about $3,000 on up to be able to go and do that. So poor and even middle-income uh, people are going to find that even if they, a gun would be extremely helpful for them in terms of protecting them, uh, they're being stopped from having that option. What have you seen that would help honestly protect us from some of the mass shooting events that have happened? Uh, better mental health or better red flag laws? What would help? What do you think, Dr. Lott? Well, I mean... Uh, one just has to read their manifestos and diaries. Uh, you know, you, what you find is that over and over again, these guys explain why they pick the targets that they do. And one thing they're very explicit about is they go after targets where victims aren't able to go and, and protect themselves. Right, gun-free gun gun free zones. zones and things like that, especially those Colorado shooter went from theater to theater till he found one where no guns were allowed, right? That type of thing? Yeah, well, I mean, he's not the only one. I mean, earlier this year, uh, you have the Nashville school shooting. Right. Well, according to the Nashville police chief, uh, that individual had... Uh, had another target that they were going to go after. I had a primary target and only switched to the school when they realized that uh, the other target, which I believe was a mall, uh, had uh, armed guards and allowed people to carry permanent concealed handguns there. And so they went to a place where they didn't think that they'd have to worry about people being able to go and protect themselves. Um, You know, it's these guys uh, want to commit suicide but they want to commit suicide in a way that will get the media attention. And they know 
that the more people they kill, the more media attention that they're going to get. Uh, and so they go to a place where victims aren't able to go and defend themselves. It's not, it may be crazy in some sense, but they're not stupid. They realize that they can, they can go and get the attention. Now you mentioned red flag laws. You know, the problem with red flag laws is if you, if somebody is really a danger to themselves or others, simply taking away their legally owned gun isn't going to solve the problem. The vast majority of times these red flag laws are used, they're used for concerns about suicides. And the problem that you face is that if somebody is really suicidal, is simply taking away their guns gonna protect them? You know, if some, you know, these red flag laws don't provide mental health care, uh, they don't, uh, and there's so many other ways that these individuals can go and commit suicide. Dr. Lott, we gotta take a quick break. We'll be right back. The Biden administration is quickly moving to implement the liberal fantasy of socialist spending. After spending a $2.1 trillion stimulus, the president and Democratic-led Congress have introduced another $3 trillion plan to add to our insurmountable debt, seeking to raise taxes on Americans making as little as 200000 a year. Have you seen the immigration footage? $87 million putting illegals in hotel rooms and our troops sleeping on parking garage floors. Could this be the biggest single gold-buying opportunity in history? Well, Wells Fargo and Goldman Sachs say this is the time to buy gold. Patriot Gold Group, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold and silver, and you may qualify for no fee for life IRA. Call 800-356-4470 for details. Patriot Gold Group, Consumer Affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer, five years running. Call 800-356-4470 today. Dr. Lott, we were talking about red flag laws. Uh, tell me a little bit more why they aren't necessarily going to work. Well, I mean, red flag laws, what people believe, if you only take away a person's guns, uh, that solves the problems that are there. And the, and the, and the thing is, uh, there are lots of ways for people to hurt themselves or others. And if you have a basic problem that's there, uh, you have to go and deal with the underlying problem. You know, the thing is, we already have much better laws on the books. We have things called civil commitment or involuntary commitment type laws. Right. All 50 states have had those. If somebody's a danger to themselves or others, uh, you contact the police. The police will come if they think that there's a, a reasonable uh, chance that the person is, in fact, a danger to themselves or others. Uh, which is like a 20% chance the police can take the person in for a mental health care evaluation. Uh, if the mental health care experts who evaluate the person think that there's a, indeed a reasonable chance that the person is a danger to themselves or others, there can be an immediate hearing. Uh, if the person uh, can't afford a lawyer, one is provided. And then if the judge thinks that uh, the person is, in fact, a danger to themselves or others after hearing evidence from both sides, uh, then the judge has a wide range of options. The judge can do anything from uh, saying, okay, if you agree to voluntary uh, outpatient mental health care, uh, we'll have a hearing in another week or two where we will reevaluate the situation. Um, and uh, 
it could take away the person's driver's license. They could take away the person's guns. In the most extreme case, they can involuntarily commit the person. But the, the only thing that you can do with red flag laws is take away the person's guns. And, uh, you know, there's lots of ways for the person to go and commit suicide. There's no, uh, it, you know, I have a friend of mine, Andrew Pollack, uh, who lives in Oregon. Uh, his daughter was uh, one of the people murdered at the Parkland school shooting in Florida. Right, right. And uh, Andy, um, he uh, had some neighbors that moved in next to him uh, from California who didn't like his political views very much. And they uh, got uh, an extreme risk protection order, these red flag laws against him, uh, saying that he was a danger to them. simply based on a written complaint, no hearing, uh, a judge granted it, uh, and uh, he had to lose his rights to have a gun. Um, And uh, they ended up, he ended up accidentally being at the same uh, uh, parking lot for a mall uh, in their little town that they were at. And uh, the, the, person who had the order uh, called up the police. The police arrested him, put him in jail for 20 hours. Uh, Anyway, when they finally did have the hearing, uh, the judge said that, uh, well, there's no threats here. You shouldn't have brought this case. Uh, And when they uh, went to court for his violation of the protective order there, uh, that got thrown out too. So, you know, it should never have been granted. If they had had a hearing to begin with, it never would have been granted. The the problem in Andrew's case is that uh, he lives in rural Oregon, uh, and he would normally carry a gun with him to protect himself from mountain lions and well, bears. Well, sure, and what sure, happened. but it's a very and blue he, state, right? But and he uh, actually, there was a mountain lion that showed up right next to his house. Uh, fortunately he had his dog with him, but the dog got into a fight with the mountain lion and was very badly hurt. And, uh, and, uh, but Andy was able to make it out. Okay. But the problem is, is that he shouldn't have been in that situation. If he had, if they hadn't had this red flag against him, then, uh, he would have been able to carry his gun. He would have been able to protect himself, uh, from the mountain lion that was there. Uh, crimeresearch.org and the book is called Gun Control Myths How Politicians, the Media and Bot Studies have Twisted Facts on Gun Control This is a book you're going to want to get you're going to want to read and you're going to want to share it with others because you talk about a lot of the myths you separate the myths from the reality that's what I really like about you Dr. Lott you know how to separate the myths from the reality and do a great job with it I want to say this. God bless you, my friend. Keep up the good work. You're a voice of reason in a world that is chaotic. And I appreciate that. And America appreciates that. And the world appreciates that. We've got to maintain our Second Amendment. And we've got to get this country back on shape. Thank you, Dr. Locke. God bless you. Well, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. All aboard the Truth Express. You can listen on your favorite podcast app or local radio station.
Patriot Gold Group. Consumer Affairs operated five years running where your IRA or 401k call 800-356-4470 today.